Hey, everybody. We're still around. It's your boy, Heather. It's your girl, Curtis. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's Tesseract TV. (laughs) We're here. Somebody's a little loopy. I guess the time change really screwed with you. Uh, That's what I'm going to blame it on. Let me be loopy. (laughs) Oh, this is just you normal? Yeah, pretty much. That's very sad. I can think things are fun. <laughs> it is fun. And you know what is fun? Talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talking about episode one. Very excited about this. What's this one called? Uh, New World Order. And it's uh, written by Malcolm Spellman and directed by Kari. I think you pronounce it Skoland. Sure. I will take your <laughs> word on the pronunciations. But uh, yeah. So. Let's dive right in. Do we want to talk about, how do we want to break it up? Do we want to just talk about the episode? That's the thing, because, like, this is a whole different show with a whole new vibe. And, like, we got to figure out how this show needs us to talk about it. Because the other one was all, look at the secret clues that really don't mean all that much. Yeah, it turns Um. out (laughs) none of the secret clues were any secret clues. Uh, Whatever. Did you find any hexagons in this? (laughs) I did not. I did not search for any hexagons in this one. I did not. I I saw a lot of handprints. A lot of handprints. Oh, yeah. With the Flag Smasher people. Yeah. Okay. Let's split this up. Talk about Sam and then talk about Bucky. Okay. Because as you pointed out in your early morning text to me when this episode came out, uh, Sam and Bucky aren't together. I didn't like that. And uh, I can tell you why. It's because, look, we only got six episodes. I don't know if everybody knows that. We don't really have a lot of real estate here. I know they're longer episodes than WandaVision, but still, you know, I feel like we need to just set this thing up and hit the, hit, hit the thing running. I don't know how the saying goes, but, but we just need to get to it. And the two leads don't even meet in the first episode. Yeah, when you told me about that, because you told me before I watched it, <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy your your text messages to me as you're telling me stuff, and then you're like, "Wait, you don't care about spoilers." And then there's another <laughs> round of texts as you just unload. <laughs> those those texts make me so happy. <laughs> I just love it. But and I was upset when you said I was like, "Oh, that's stupid. That's horrible." You're right. We only have six episodes, but watching this episode, it felt right their stories being separate like they haven't come together yet sure. I, w- I was not sad I didn't even notice that they weren't meeting up until the end of the episode and I was like oh yeah he's right they never met up it didn't even occur to me well that's good I mean again it would be a thing that would bother me less if we had more time for it right um, but even re-watching it today I feel a little more at ease with it because I'm like, okay, I know what my expectations are. I got that out the way. And now I can just see, you know, the story for what it is. And so hopefully the rest of these episodes, you know, they're, they're buddy palling it up. Buddy palling it up. Is that the technical term? <laughs> I, I say things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's dive into one of the things that you said is you loved the opening. Oh, yeah, that big old expensive action sequence. Right? It reminded me so much of, you know how, like, in Mission Impossible or in James Bond, you're always, they always start with a huge action sequence. Like, you Mm -hmm. come in right in the middle of a big, 
you know, thing with the bad guy. And then that wraps up and our hero moves on. And then we get the new mission. And, right. and that's what our movie is. Like, that's what this felt like. Like, this was just jumping in on the action. That's over. And now we're starting our story. They, I wouldn't be surprised now that you say that, that, you know, if they weren't inspired by that type of action setup. Because, uh, yeah, it, it is that kind of thing. And it was a cool sequence with all the, what do you call those, paragliders? Yeah, the flying squirrels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the flying squirrels. Yeah. And uh, and we got a return by, uh, what's his name, George St. Pierre. He's a mm -hmm. former MMA fighter. And he uh, he's back for his portrayal of Batrock the Leaper. Um, or in the MCU, you can call him Parkour Guy. Parkour Guy. Ways. Okay, that's what, that's what I'm going with is Parkour Guy. Um, I, I really did love that whole sequence, the whole fight. Um, I loved that they acknowledged uh, that we're caring about whose airspace we're in now. Mm -hmm. That was that was always fun. Yeah, we never really get acknowledgement about borders and stuff like this. So that was cool. Yeah, that's what the Sokovia Accords were all about. So and, uh, I liked that they cared about it now. And he, what, Sam, what, is with the Air Force, and he has to rescue a captain that was kidnapped. Okay, here's my questions. Is Sam with the Air Force? Because... None of them refer to him as Lieutenant, Sergeant, whatever, right. Wilson. They just call him Sam. Um, when he is at the bank talking to the loan officer, he's like, oh, there's record of my government contracts. He's contracted out to the Air Force. He's That's not... what it seems like to me. Yes, he's not with, with them, but like he's doing, you know, like private work, I guess. I still want to know, like, even if he was no longer active duty wouldn't they still be referring to him by his rank like even if he was retired right i don't know i'm not in that life so if somebody's in that life you let us know please i need to, I need to know some of these details because i feel like there's something that i don't know maybe that's just me looking for a story um in there where there isn't one probably but... i mean past experience has shown us yeah i know <laughs> But I like it. It's a good observation. <laughs> I don't hate the observation at all. Um, the only other observation I had uh, in this whole situation was, you know, I was like, oh, cool, fight, action sequence. Yay, we care about borders and stuff. And then I was like, oh, damn, we're killing people. Okay, yes. bye. I noticed that today. I did not notice that when I first watched it at 4 a.m. on Friday. But today I was like, oh, he killed a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. We're just, I mean, I know they're bad guys, but fuck, I miss Spidey. Spidey and his <laughs> morals. Like, why are we just killing and torturing people left and right, Marvel? What what has happened? There was no torture in this. It was just straight up. And there were quick kills. I mean, I guess besides the people that are just falling to their death. Because there was one guy, he wrapped up in a rope thing and then intentionally pulled him out of the copter. So that guy's just done for. <laughs> The one guy with the parachute is probably alive. Right, the one where he pulled the chute to get him away. Yeah. Oh, boy. And maybe somebody ex survived those explosions. Probably not. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. But, you know, they're bad guys. It, I'm going to... And also, you know, I don't have away. any big, you know, superheroes don't kill thing with this just because I know, you know, he's, a, he's an Air Force guy. He's in the military. He's probably more of a, you know, do what needs to be doing kind of guy yeah. so it's in character for me and that's I'll the only time it. i really have a problem with it is when it's not in character otherwise blow them up i don't care um 
what was another thing I noticed about this? Oh, I noticed that we got to see uh, Robot Red Wing do so much more this episode. Voice um, activated Red Wing. Like, it's yeah. just like, <laughs> go get him. And then all of a sudden he's off doing his own thing. I'm like, how are they communicating? How are They're you telling They're working in that? tandem. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of like nerd background. Red Wing in the comic books is an actual falcon that he's okay. able to communicate with telepathically. So this was their... He yep. also has telepathic powers? Just with the bird for reasons. Um, huh? Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it's They're goofy. It's going to get goofier, as I mentioned, uh, that uh, you notice the guy who was in the, what do you call those? Like the vehicle? The, the Humvee? Is, yeah. The Humdrum um, V? Yeah. Joaquin Torres, his like pal. Uh, so that's a character that I'm very surprised that they brought in from the comics because he's kind of recent. Um so if you don't know, Sam recently had a stint as Captain America. Um, similar thing happened in the comics. Captain America gets old and Sam takes up the whole thing. It happens sometimes, I guess. Yeah. People just rapidly age. Well, Whatevs. they took away his super sol soldier serum and then he got old. Ooh. So Sam took up the mantle and he was Captain America and... Captain America always has a Falcon. So Joaquin Torres comes in and he's a guy who was kidnapped and experimented on. And the person experimenting on him uh, mixed him with, <laughs> okay, it's going to get real goofy, oh, a boy. vampire and also Red Wing. So he combined the DNA of both of those things and it made a new Falcon. Okay. And that's who Joaquin Torres is. When you said vampire, the back to the, the fighty fight scene, every time Sam is hiding from bullets and he puts his arm up like he's You think Dracula? Like, like he's Dracula. Like he's doing the whole um when COVID started and they're teaching us how to sneeze into our elbow stuff. It's like boom. He's like hiding behind his cape. <laughs> like he's Dracula. I can't even. I was just, that was the only thing I could think. I was like, all right. <laughs> one two three i was like you're the count <laughs> well that'll be our connection to the comic books here so so that's who joaquin torres is he's actually okay. uh you know it's a little nod to that I'm, I'm sure they're not gonna make him a vampire bird guy in this show but i like that he's included. <laughs> i wouldn't put anything past them <laughs> this doesn't seem like the show for that <laughs> um so yeah we get that cool action sequence and then what we we have more later where him and uh joaquin are in tunisia right yeah they're hanging out in tunisia as he's you know working on red wing you know and they again we get a little bit of vibe uh, about what the blip was like for the mm -hmm. people left behind because that's what this hand group or whatever is wants i guess yeah, they want a world, quote unquote, unified without borders, whatever that means. Yeah, they want to go back to the way it was without, you know, during the blip. But I know things fell apart during the blip. Everything is run down and, you know, shitty and a little lawless as half the governments, you know, people in government disappeared. But I feel like there were still borders on. Earth. There had to have been. I mean, the FBI was still operating its witness protection program. I feel like there were still some borders in place and it wasn't just a, a unified earth. Yeah, we're terrorist people. You need to clarify your message for us, please. Thank you. So we know what the hell's going on. 
And we got like two terrorist organizations that we're worried about. So we're worried about the LAF and now the Flag Smashers. And what does LAF stand for? Did they, they didn't say. They okay. Just, just, I guess they're supposed to just laugh at them. Laugh. <laughs> LAF, laugh. I kept wanting to call them laugh. Yeah, yeah let's okay. just start it. They're laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> but uh, it, it was really telling, you know, um, there is, when you read the description for the episode, I don't know if it was the description for the series or the episode on Disney Plus, but it does have like warnings about violence and images and themes um, in the series. And it says, especially given recent events. Hmm. So, you know, I'm expecting to see a lot of, I don't know if it's going to be Black Lives Matter or their version of it or something like that, but it really, Sam's quote, every time something gets better for one group, it gets worse for another. I was like, yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a very pointed quote, and I'm sure it won't be the last one. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they're, that they lean into that a lot. It seems like they are going to. Yes. From everything I've read, like from Malcolm Spellman, who's also um, the showrunner, um, it seems like they're not going to hide away from any of that stuff. And even with, I mean, if we're jumping ahead, with the stuff with the loan, uh, bank loan guy, you mm-hmm. know, um, you can read into that what you will. Um, yeah. If they're having trouble for racial reasons or, or, or whatever. Well, that's what um, his sister says. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, the loan officer's like, oh, well, you know, half the world comes back. Things got a little tight. Strange how things always tighten around her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, uh, she's not wrong. Nope. She's noticing some stuff. And that was another, in that situation, was another thing that made me question, like, what's going on with Sam and his stint in the military? Because even if he's retired, military has programs, like specific programs. They have their own banks. They have their own loan situations uh, and, you know, things that vets can get things that active duty can get, things that non-active duty or reserves or, or, or whatever can apply for and get help. I know that. But then he mentioned something like that. We apply for this loan. And then the guy says the rules have changed. The SBA so was that, loan. Was that small one business? of them? That's oh, was it just a small business, business thing? Right? I, think. I don't know. I didn't I don't bother know. to research. I probably should have. Look, um, uh, I, <laughs> I got one home loan and it, it's just, first of all, also they did not say yes or no like that like the bank does not want to turn you down they want to take your money so but this is hand wavy tv stuff right i'm surprised we even get mentioned of money really you never get that stuff um unless yeah. it's somebody's a billionaire and that's why they can afford things that's usually the only explanation you get about money um yep. and on that what peppa why you got my man out here struggling you can't put people on a on a stipend or something these avengers ain't got no monies well that's that's very interesting like i i don't want to defend the the white billionaire but (laughs) But you about to (laughs) a little bit a little bit i mean he's obviously provided all of the tech and things like that like red wing it's specifically mentioned as stark level tech yep so you know tony was giving them all of that sort of stuff doing all that work who was, but they were run by, like, the Avengers were an actual organization, first under S.H.I.E.L.D. and then under Tony, what? I guess. Tony slash Pepper, because she runs Stark Industries. But when you signed the Sokovia Accords, like, the, Stark Industries does not own the Avengers. Right, sure. Or maybe they do as far as 
I don't know, like all their equipment and like as a corporate entity, if they even are one. I mean, were they making money from branding? What was y'all toy, toy deals like? Holla at me. Thank you. I don't know nothing. There should be some licensing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that that actually, if you're in the fan fiction world, uh, licensing and money comes up very often. Really? I thought it was all dicks. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of dicks. <laughs> but sometimes you got to pay for those dicks, okay? <laughs> oh, sorry, children. But also... <laughs> they cuss a lot in this uh show so it's gonna be more they do they do get there. a little a little cussy in here mm-hmm. um, it's like rated tv 14 or something okay i'm like i just oh. know they shit they said shit a lot they, shit. they did they said shit and in places where i feel like you didn't really need to didn't have to happen and i feel i curse a lot a lot i have such a potty mouth i will drop f-bombs like my favorite word is the c-word which seems don't to make a lot one. of people uncomfortable. Yeah, yes, do I, know. I know. I know. I love to use it, though. And <laughs> <laughs> I felt, I was like, the first time he, he dropped the S-bomb, I was like, oh. I was like, that didn't need to be there. Seemed unnecessary. Yeah, didn't flow. Um, it was almost like they were trying to make it too edgy. Like, yeah, here's here's how military people talk. Yeah. We're saying the S-word. But, um... <laughs> okay so what else with sam i oh i'm mad at his ass i can say that you're mad at his ass what for giving up the shield exactly motherfucker gave you that i know and i feel i get it i get him saying like he still doesn't feel worthy yeah it's like it's supposed to be this shield is supposed to be something bigger than him and it's more it's all about steve and it was never about the shield itself but still, like, okay, in that case, keep it at your house. Right? Why is it? Uh, and what is going on with Cap? Are we now doing conspiracy theories? Because they they apparently have in-earth, cons- like, in-world conspiracy theories. What did you notice? I don't know if I was uh, paying attention. Well, I mean, they Torres asked him, like, is it true he's on the moon? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, and that stuff. But they never actually said Steve was dead. But they implied it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know what the world knows about Steve. At, like, do they know that he's got old, old? Or because this is six months past the snap. So are we putting together this exhibit at the Smithsonian? You know, it took us six months. Like, we, he's been, he died in the battle. Captain America, Iron Man, and Black Widow all died during the, the battle. And that's what the world knows. Or is it... He died later and it, you know, we're just, he just now died or we're or just now putting together somewhere. a thing. What do they if know? He was, if he was retired, he would have been at the dedication, not Sam. Also, would he be, he wouldn't be keeping his mouth shut. While this was all happening. Right. Or maybe he's like somewhere detached from technology. That could be a Steve thing to do. But yes, I'm mad at Sam for giving up the shield because obviously we see that the Smithsonian does not keep that shield for long. Oh no. And that I feel was a race situation when you're like, Oh, thank you for giving us the shield. You made the right choice. Mm. And then two seconds later, they turn around and they've already got the, the very punchable face ready. New white guy. God, boom. 
he like just the chin in that in the outfit two seconds of him and you're like yeah i want to punch you in the face yeah he got scrunchy face oh perfect Kurt casting, ass. damn um yeah we're gonna have to see what else comes of that part oh you mentioned the line about the on the moon thing and i can tell you that made me think about um there was a brief comic book run where bucky was a guy i think i'm not sure if he was on the moon but i know he was out in space and he was like doing missions Bucky in, in space. space. Yeah, it was wild. It was so wild. Well, isn't so I was wondering um, if that was a re- reference to that. Where's Fury right now? He's in space, right? He's mm-hmm. doing space shit with some scrolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're, we'll get our Disney Plus series about him later. Why don't we just have a scroll pretend to be Cap at this point? Because then they can't do the flippy flips. I feel like a scroll could learn to do the flippy flips. Okay, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know enough about sc- scroll physics to know if they can do flippy flips. I don't know what their yoga game is like. I don't know none of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're more into Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else about Sam that we need to bring up? Um. I don't know that I have anything else about Sam. I really, you know, I just enjoyed the the slice of life. Yes. Seeing his sister. I love his sister. Love his sister. And everybody made the joke that he is Uncle Sam personified. He is literally Uncle Sam. She gives him that uh, playful salute when Mm -hmm. she says hi to him. I like how she doesn't let him get away with anything. Yep, yep. He calls him out on literally everything. He's like still pushy. Mm -hmm. She's like, hey, I've just come to peace with having to sell this thing that means so much to our family. Please don't drag this up again. After you've been gone for five years, like, I know it's not your fault, but, like, also, fam, (laughs) you've been gone. Yeah, there is, every time we get a little taste of it, I just want, like, give me an anthology series about the blip. Just blip stories? Just blip stories. Completely different ones every episode. I mean, some of them could be nice, like, if you're depressed and your dead wife comes back. I mean, that's then joyous. Your child comes back. That's joyous. I mean, it's also the opposite version where, hey, you've remarried and now mm-hmm. awkward. Oh, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are we supposed to do here? All right, so, Marvel. Well, you know, contact Heather about that idea because it sounds like it could be a banger. I really, I really want to see a lot of that. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So what? now we're moving on to Bucky. And when we first see him, he's in the middle of a therapy session. Oh my God, he's going to therapy. I love it. I love therapy. <laughs> oh my God. And, and honestly, it was one of the best scenes. Are you kidding it. me how good that scene was? It was hilarious. Their dynamic was great. Oh, you're writing in the notebook now? That's passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> the, the three rules. <laughs> you know uh yeah, let me look up the three rules i got them here well the first one was nothing illegal can't do anything illegal uh, which he bends he bends the rules on the yeah second he's one... definitely still lying to his therapist which oh, is not yeah. okay bucky but she knows that she knows it <laughs> and that's what therapy is it's the give and take but the second rule is don't hurt anyone it's mm-hmm. a big one well then why isn't it rule number one See, they're <laughs> hilarious oh and then the third one's not really a rule, but it's like, I guess, a disclaimer. 
his little thing. I'm no longer the Winter Soldier. I am yeah. James Bucky, get down Barnes, and you are part of my efforts to make amends. Oh. Hmm. And then the, the little fucking smile at the end, like, hmm. His little cheese-ass smi- like, smile. He doesn't know how to smile. He doesn't. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. I And I loved the, that her, you know, his shrink was great, you know, calling him out. That is utter bullshit. Mm-hmm. You're a terrible shrink. See, their dynamic was so good. That's, I think that's a lot of the reason why I did not miss the Sam Bucky uh, weird. Dynamic. Yeah. Because I had it with them. It was mm-hmm, perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was cool that she's a therapist that has been in the service herself. So she kind of, you know, she, he can't bullshit her as much as maybe he would like to. Mm-hmm. And she calls him out like he ain't got no damn friends. He's been ignoring Sam. Ignoring Sam's text. Like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, Sam seems to be killing a lot of people. And Bucky's trying to stay away from that right now. It's oh. like an alcoholic not going out to the bar with his friends. Maybe he does. He probably doesn't know Sam is killing Maybe Come he on. knows Sam is killing. Come on. But that's not why he's ignoring him. No, it's not. He's ignoring him because he's broken. He's doing a torture fest on himself. <laughs> he's broken in a lot, a lot of different ways. I'm he- very disappointed that we meet him and he already has a haircut. I did not get my montage. Mm. Um, there, I guess there's still time for a flashback. Please make it happen. Yeah. And I want it set to peppy music. <laughs> Like it needs to be one of those like princess makeovers. Where, exactly. Where somehow the really ugly nerdy girl just lets her hair down and takes, off, takes her off her glasses and glasses. all of a sudden is gorgeous. Got glasses on, you ugly, ugly person. <laughs> I like glasses. <laughs> yeah, I like them too. I was like, I think they make my face look less uneven. Glasses make 80% of people more attractive in my opinion. Except for... These are my blue light glasses because I actually have. You got blue light? Blue light because I actually have perfect vision because I'm perfect. Oh, okay. Who bragging on the podcast? Anybody got time for that? <laughs> Cut that out. Um, <laughs> um, oh. uh, Bucky crossing off names was giving me like Arrow vibes, like the show Arrow. Because mm-hmm. that's what Ollie did. In that you first have season. failed this city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bucky needs a catchphrase. Well, I guess he does have one. He, he doesn't has say, I'm one. no longer the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Oh. Um, and then next we see Bucky hanging out with his old man pal. Yeah, Yori, Yori. who yeah. is the best wingman ever. Oh, so good. So good. Nailed that perfectly. I have a question in uh-huh. this situation. Yeah. So Yori is hooking him up with the um, waitress server. Uh, what was her name? Oh, I didn't get her name. Oh, they said her name, but I forget it. Um, so, but he talks about, you know, he's upset with you. You can't just do that. It's a dance. Then he says, I haven't danced since 1943. And you're like, what? Steve was there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, we know they danced. I'm sure they did. Um, <laughs> but so is he saying that, then he signed, said kind of. So is he saying that he has not gotten busy with anyone that's what he's saying. It's like the same or, thing when Steve says it. Or did he get busy with someone, but he was the Winter Soldier and he was brainwashed? Well, Steve didn't get busy because he was in ice. Like, <laughs> yeah, but we yeah we know Bucky was uh was was doing the business before he went off to war. 
because he was the ladies man yes he was um but like so was he get, has he been getting busy as the winter soldier or like are we gonna find the winter soldier has an x somewhere that pops up and causes trouble that would be interesting i mean we won't see it, it in this series we don't have enough time for that it but. wouldn't be outside of the realm of possibility but it seems like his portrayal in this show is more of the he was sent to go kill people with variety. I just took the um, not really part as him trying to joke his way out of saying 1943. Oh, feeling, yeah, okay. Trying not to let it slide that he's, do people not know who he is? It doesn't seem that way. I mean, she sure didn't. I mean, was he? But he is in that Smithsonian Museum display. I feel like he's, yeah, he's around. He's been mentioned a lot. He's in every Captain America, he's, you know, put as a member of what, the Howling Commandos? Was he in the Howling Commandos? Uh-huh. Okay. So he's put as Captain America's best friend who died and, you know, he's in the Howling Commandos and then he was an Avenger for, I mean, ish, ish. He was in the final battle. D the world doesn't know who he is? It might be one of those things, like a generational thing. Like we have certain celebrities and like younger kids wouldn't recognize them. Okay. Maybe it's something like that. Like he's a history, he, like if you're a historian or something and you're into that, you'd recognize him, but otherwise he just looks like a dude. Well, yeah, because why would you think that somebody was literally 106 years old? Right. So maybe it's that kind of thing. Most people probably just don't recognize him and assume he's dead. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because I don't know if the Winter Soldier stuff ever got out. Will we see any, any of the Winter Soldier in um, Black Widow? Because they seemed to have a past. I don't know. See, because in the comic books, they absolutely do. Um, so it depends on how how they're going to work it. Because in... I like the way you work it. No, no diggity. <laughs> Sorry. Got the bucky up. Bucky up. <laughs> <laughs> people love us for our musical... Uh, interludes oh people hate me for that most of the time <laughs> oh they gonna learn to love it because it's not gonna stop I'll tell you that can't stop won't stop nope refuse to stop even um, um what what's going on Do, that's going in theaters right black widow is still a theater <laughs> they're, they're still situation? saying that it's supposed to be may 7th they're still saying that we have no clue i mean all right yeah that's very optimistic for them um Let's see, what else about Bucky? Oh, so yeah, Yori's his wingman. He got him a date. But mm -hmm. um, now, what was your impression of what their relationship was? Like, did you call that immediately? Because I'll tell you, I felt dumb. Um, I can tell you, I called, uh, I did not, I don't know what your version of call immediately. The second Yori looked at the little dessert dish or whatever and started talking about his son, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, what's the like, one? Yeah. All of a sudden I went from, oh, look at how cute he is to, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, no, no, Bucky, no. What are you doing? Yeah, that should have been my clue, but I still blanked on it. Oh, no, I, I got it with his, like, Sebastian Stan, like, his eye acting was very good there um, as he, like, kind of, like, looked away and his jaw got a little tight. Because um, at first when he met up with him in the alleyway or whatever, I thought he was just... He lived in that building and mm -hmm. that was his old neighbor and he only knows how to make friends with old people because he's old. That's how I took it. And then I realized, 
and then I was like oh you poor you're torturing yourself and him and I don't oh like what are you trying to because like please never tell this guy please never yes okay oh my gosh I know he's trying to make amends and he really wants to make amends for this but like telling Yuri that's to make you feel better mm-hmm. or would it make Yuri feel better because he does want answers yeah so this is one of those things where I'm like very torn and I can see both sides of it and I'm like oh I don't know why why did you why did you get there because it's so much worse now that you are friends with him and you have become like a replacement for his son Ooh. so much worse if he finds out which he's gonna have to find out yeah, or else why introduce the concept? It's Chekhov's concept. He finds out and it's a new guilt thing for Bucky. Or he's dying and Bucky, you know, wants to confess and it turns out Yuri is known all along and it's just a, a cathartic situation. Those are the only two options here. Or third option, Yuri's a... Uh secret black ops uh he has a secret black ops past he finds out and he starts doing parkour and flips and tries to kill bucky that is a distant third option yes yes he's uh he's secretly been in the john wick universe for a long time and he's just been waiting for the dude to confess uh, about his son (laughs) and it's gonna be on and popping once he finds out so i feel like that's the most realistic possibility Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Sure. That's a thing we can uh, make a prediction on. Like, what do you think? You Do you think, uh, you think absolutely you're always going to find out? Oh, yes. There's, I don't think there's any reason to do this, to bring this, you know, storyline in unless it's for him to find out or know or something. Um, I don't think... When we get to the end of the series, I do not think Yuri is alive. Yeah, I think he might get caught in crossfire too. I don't want that because I hate that trope. I th- he's either going to sacrifice himself to save Bucky or it's going to be another thing for Bucky's guilt. or so- That relationship is the only relationship he has. Literally the only relationship he has going right now. So something horrible has to happen. That's the rule of Bucky. No. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. We have a rule of Bucky that we got to follow. Um, yeah, Bucky even skips out on a date when uh, Yori's son gets brought up. Yes, that date. First of all, him on a date is super cute. Oh, my God. I want to date him so bad. Why? I don't know because he's adorable. He's so vacant. He is, and they're playing Battleship, which is so cute. And she's really, really carrying the conversation, asking all the questions. Um, but he's adorable. Um, and he mentioned a sister. Yes. Is she still alive? He has a long lost, he has a, he has a grandniece somewhere. He has a niece or a grandniece. And this is my prediction. Steve pops back in when we meet the niece because he wants to make out with her too, because that's his thing, making wow. out with nieces. Yeah. Cut that. Um. <laughs> Steve loves to make out with somebody's niece. Oh gosh, he does. I don't like this dirt on uh, mm-hmm. my dog's name. I'm, I'm just saying. Fan. I'm saying. Jeez, Louise. He has a type. <sighs> because it happened once accidentally, he didn't mean for that. He meant it the second time. They made out long. They had some serious makeouts oh, after geez. he knew. Anyway. <laughs> I love Bucky. 
<laughs> That's where we are. Oh, what else did you tell me that you're you dig that Bucky is actually feeling guilt? And also, oh, Bucky has a pardon now. Well, you forgot to mention that. He does have a pardon, and the therapy is part of that pardon. I'm like, oh, that's genius. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We want to care about the mental stability of these people who are making life and death decisions, um, who have done these things. I mean, I, I, I love it. Therapy. Oh, my God. Um, it's so brilliant and hilarious and perfect, and I'm glad that he's feeling guilt. He is the one I would feel like doesn't necessarily need to feel, he has an excuse not to feel guilt. He was literally captured, brainwashed under somebody else's control. He does not need to feel the guilt and he does. And it feels it so much, so much. Yeah, he's having nightmares and such. (sighs) Because he is such a good man. I love that James Buchanan Barnes. Heather's typing and making fanfic right now. Oh, Heather Hardy has a lot of that fanfic bookmarked. Jeez. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you. Yeah. 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 He's a a delight. Um, I want to call him Jimmy. Jimmy? I don't think he likes that. I think he likes... I know. He doesn't like to go by James. I'm going to call him Jimmy. Jimbo. Bucky, because that's so much more masculine. Uh (laughs) Okay, Buchanan. <laughs> How old do you need to sound? Oy. Yeah, he has a president name. He sounds like a serial killer. They always have three names. I well, do that. Well. Or you know, if you're gonna shoot a president, if you're gonna kill a president, you have three names. Yes, that's true. So I mean, anyways, he's questionable. Is there anything else about Bucky we need to mention? He's so cute. Look at his Okay, face. great. Great, great, great. He has a nice butt chin. Great. Fantastic. He does. Um, <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm going to have to do five more episodes of this. Just remind me he's from New York and he's probably a Yankees fan and it'll be over. It's fine. <laughs> um, so do you have a fa- favorite line? Um, well, my very serious deep favorite line is every time something gets better for one group it gets worse for another because that shit hits um and my other favorite line is the why are you writing in your notebook it's passive aggressive (laughs) (laughs) mine is notebook related too because mine is oh come on really you're gonna do the notebook thing so we're both on the same page about (laughs) the notebook yeah that, (laughs) that was hilarious that whole scene see Therapy can be both good and entertaining. And it's still expensive. Anyways. Um, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> um, so what are your predictions for next episode? So like at the end, we have the big cl- cliffhanger. Of, you know, some guy, I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to keep some mystery here. Um, but we have Kurt Russell's son showing Punchable up in this costume. Face. Punchable yeah. face. Um, what do you think that's going to lead to? Well, I know from the trailers that's going to lead to like a rah-rah tour. Um, you know, like he's at a football games and oh right, yes, yeah, all that military. stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we're going to get Sam and Bucky together. I'm thinking they're going to see this guy, this imposter. And that's the thing that's going to bring them together because they're going to be like, oh, Steve's legacy is being ruined. 
it feels like they're together for some sort of mission though yeah but maybe whoever brings them together on that mission or hmm. i'm also i'm trying to figure out how much we're misled by trailers because we have all those trailers with uh sam throwing the shield and like we start off the series he don't even got it so how is he about to get it back yeah so i'm wondering if there's some like weird editing going on there too yeah, I don't know. We, I mean, we know that they're in contact. They have each other's numbers. Sam is texting Bucky. Yeah. He's so like, what you doing, boyfriend? He can easily um, text Bucky or call him and say, whoa, who the fuck is this guy? Let's you go. Let's shit? suit up. Well, but it feels like they were put on a mission and they were following because he was like, what's the plan? And then he did his jump because Sam doesn't like rules. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Well, we'll see if there's like clever oh. editing or if there's another reason that they get together besides this. I I feel it has to be some sort of mission against the LAF yeah, for the Yeah, they're going to have to go up against the Flag Smashers. Yeah. Whatever their deal is. All right. So, we'll wait and see. What um, are you thinking? What's going to bring them together? Hmm. Oh, I was thinking it's going to be you know, the guy with the shield, like I said. Okay. I was thinking it's going to be um just they're going to find that utterly disrespectful and that'll at least initiate the uh, the contact again to f- figure out what they need to do about it do you feel like bucky's going to be really pissed off because bucky approved of sam taking the shield yeah so i think yeah, bucky's going to be. be pissed off at sam oh for letting oh i would like that because i don't bucky doesn't know right bucky wasn't at this the dedication thing. thing he doesn't seem connected to the world he does he's not like on buzzfeed news following what's going he's on. trying to online date but he doesn't get it because he's getting weird pictures and i wanted to know like what kind of tigers is he seeing i can tell you what kind of pictures i would send him <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow>. yo <laughs> sorry <laughs> anyway if i don't show up next week it's because heather killed me uh i can't anyway (laughs) so join us next time uh (laughs) make sure you follow us on all our socials you can find us at tesseract tv uh what's the gmail thing because i forget the email i forget to pimp that one out you can uh email us at uh tesseract tv podcast at gmail.com it is all spelled out, Tesseract TV podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or find us on our Instagram or Twitter. We out there too. What are we, uh, are we doing a rating system? Yeah. I think we decided we both like guilt ridden Bucky's. So we're going to go out of 10 because that's an easier thing to do. Okay. So how, how, out of 10, how many guilt ridden Bucky's? Bucky's. Ah, so hard to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just drop the thing. Ignore that. Okay, we're ignoring that. Uh, okay, so this is first episodes are so hard mm-hmm. because I don't know where it's like, going, where it's gonna fit. Like, am I? You? It, there's always a chance of rating it too high or too low. But just gut instinct, I am giving this eight out of ten guilt ridden, oh, nice. guilt ridden Bucky's. You ride that guilt, Bucky. Um, I'll ride something else. No, here we go again. Thirsty Heather, everybody. <laughs> You guys are introduced to Thirsty Heather this episode. This is the main event of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, we, hmm, what am I going to give it? I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 guilt-written Bucky's. Okay. That's where I'm at with it. Because I still need to 
figure out where it's going. And I didn't like that they weren't together. And yeah, that's where I'm at with it. So hopefully, hopefully we get a lot more. I want to see all the other characters that I know are coming. Yeah, we didn't, uh, we didn't see Sharon at all. Sharon or Zemo. Um, And like, look, we on this clock, fam. Yeah. I don't have all this episodes, so. You have only one more hour than Zack Snyder's Justice League left. Oh my God. (sighs) Yeah, I got to sit down for that tomorrow. I got to like put out some, set aside some time. If you have additional comments about Zack Snyder's Justice League, I guess we'll hear those too. Look, we'll hear any and all comments. Like, do we seem like we're very strict about what we talk about and how this flows? No. All right, join us next time, y'all. Bye. Bye.